fascinating gadgets, gizmos, and gear-based technologies. Welcome to FGGGBT. Now, this is the show that takes your favorite fictional science and technology. We make it a reality. We are the Brain Trust. I am the analytical mastermind, Daniel J. Glenn. With me, the physics phenom, Dr. Michael Denon. Dan, it is so awesome to be doing this finally. I have been so excited to watch this set of movies. Everyone has recommended it highly. I don't know why I haven't watched it, how I missed it. Um, I'm just kicking myself or somebody else. I don't know. Um, and it's just been <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Dan. This is, this is one of those times where I'm just going to really thank you for getting me off the couch and watching this. That's what I do. I'm the master of film and television. And hopefully you're just kicking yourself and you're not shooting wildly because both <laughs> things happen a lot in this movie. Uh, and speaking <laughs> of shooting wildly, uh, that perfectly <laughs> describes our enigmatic engineer, Ben Seepser. Ben, how are things up there on the, in the safety of the brain station? Well, you know, Dan, after last week's uh, getting lost in the woods and, you know, we decided I need a change of scenery. So I've booked a couple nights at this really swanky hotel called The Continental. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sounds like a great place. Uh, and the concierge was telling me that absolutely no business is allowed on the premises. So I think it sounds like a perfect place to take a few days off. <laughs> I think it's a great place to relax. Every scene we've ever seen in The Continental, it's nice, calm, peaceful. You'll be fine. You'll have a good time. Uh, so I'm with you, Denon. I am so glad to be doing the John Wick series uh, because this is, I mean... This might be the greatest action series of all time. And that's saying a lot. And when I say it, I'm the master of film and television. So that's, you know, I don't know if it's going to be up for any awards, but it is possible that on my recommendation, people are going to look at this a little bit differently. Uh, but, but this is, I, I think, one of the most interesting franchises for a couple different reasons. Uh, you know, they use, they use analog, digital, old technology, new, uh, cutting edge, uh, old timey. There's all kinds of you know things wrapped up with each other. There's a great mythos, a cool story, great characters, and you know, of course, the whole movie starts off with the killing of a dog, which is a crime that should not go unpunished. <laughs> uh, so this, I mean, this has everything that I like in an action movie. I'm with you, Dan, and I also think it, it is one of the few action movie series I've watched where I feel like the bad guys are not necessarily dumb and incompetent just to be dumb and incompetent so the good guy can get away with stuff right uh -huh, and the right. good guy you know is obviously super highly skilled and and survives mm -hmm. maybe more than he should but in ways yep. that are way more believable than usual and so mm -hmm. like it's those two sides it, it takes both sides in a way that you just really don't necessarily expect going in um and yes. i thought that was cool Right, like the 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 just it's not like the bad guys just miss because bad guys always miss, you know, it's not a stormtrooper problem, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it's it's perfectly seen somehow that very fit styled suit is bulletproof, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a great combination of martial arts and and shooting accuracy weaponry you know it's this it's a great combination that keeps him alive uh, but john you know john wick what's kind of cool about him is he's an assassin's assassin you know mm -hmm. he is as they mentioned he is no one's more focused 
uh, or or diligent or tr- you know uh, or trained, skilled. You know, he is he's just a he has a unique skill set that really sets him apart. And you know, he loves dogs. So how can you not how can you not root for this guy? But I think you know it's interesting. I think we have to talk about you know what makes a man unkillable, right? You're talking about, you know, the, the 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 bad guys seem to have, you know, they're not they're not incompetent. Some of them are assassins as well, top level, especially in the fourth mm-hmm. movie. Uh, other times it's just, you know, people around. So they're, they're not all mm-hmm. super skilled, but he seems to manage to he he doesn't he doesn't emerge unscathed, but he remer- emerges unkilled. And I think mm-hmm. that that I'd like to examine that just a little bit. Well, I think there's, I'm just going to go right to one thing that's really important. The only slight weakness in the movie is mm-hmm. no one really tries to sniper take him out. The only sniper shots are people who are protecting him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a subtle okay. and important point because sure, yeah, what yeah, yeah. he is a master of is close combat, situations where there's people, situations mm-hmm. where there's other stuff around and using the environment. Yeah, right. And yeah, yeah. so he really does a great job of minimizing the impact of the other people's numbers mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and giving, and, and his strategy works. So yes, should he have probably died? I'm sure we can all agree, most likely. But I love that in the situations he's in, I, I believe it for many of these reasons. Now, why no one thought to just hire a sniper or be a sniper and take him out? Um, I don't understand, because that clearly is the only way you're gonna kill him. Um, so if, if I was to find yeah. a flaw, Dan, you know, that's, that's kind of where I'm leaning. But I, mm. I, I'm not so upset about all the other stuff. I feel like, yes, what would it take to survive that? Being in great shape, that's the thing. He'd get tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in fantastic shape, yeah, that's he, for sure. He can run 10 marathons with all that <laughs> endurance. Yeah, yeah. Not at, not at speed, but he he's definitely, he's definitely has the endurance. Yeah. Well, one of the things that they do that's interesting is they keep track of bullets in this movie. And, you yeah. know, this isn't like other action movies where, you know, they seem to have this unlimited ammo capacity. <laughs> it's 17 shots right around there, and he's, re, you know, redoing his clip or he or some there's some switch mm-hmm. in the action. To me, that was really impressive and tells you, I mean, the, the, one of the things, you know, from a film standpoint, the action scenes are so inventive and so well choreographed. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like it. They're, 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 there's nothing boring about them. They're, they're, you never <laughs> yeah. know what's you never know what's going to happen. You never know how the environment is going to be used. And I think that's a great point, Denon, is that John Wick he has a very specific martial arts skill set. He's uh, you know I'm going to talk about his level of accuracy with his with the gun, but also using the environment. That may be the actual key to his survival. I do like that. I do wonder a little bit also, though, there's the sniper issue and there's potentially the falling issue. There are two or three times he falls from great heights, um, Dan, that I'm a little concerned that the bulletproof jacket is not enough to protect him. There's a lot of blood force trauma. Uh, You know, he gets hit hit by cars a lot, too, and uh, somehow Mm -hmm. walks away when at and then three seconds later slams some mook at the exact same speed. And that guy's out for the count. (laughs) <laughs> ben, there are some key physics there that I would like okay. to point out. Um, I actually was watching this closely, and and, mm-hmm. and Dan, you mentioned he's a martial arts expert, um, mm-hmm. and one of the keys in martial arts is learning how to fall. Mm-hmm. Most of Absolutely. his collisions with cars, 
not all of them, but most of them, he like rolls up the car on purpose or yes. he mm-hmm. goes into a roll somewhere else. Most of the people he slams in the cars, he's like holding onto their arm and he doesn't let them do anything and he lets go at the last minute. Mm, so I yeah. think he's doing some preventing of the other people rolling sure. with the car collisions. Um, and, and he does a great, like he falls like, I don't know, eight stories in one yeah. in, in, yeah, in, in the fourth one the- and does a great roll off one of the cars. He clearly uses the car to cushion <laughs> yeah. his fall. Yeah, well, I, I think the worst is when he gets like shot off the roof and uh, and like hits the fire escape <laughs> in the middle yeah. of his back. He's um, using that to decrease his speed, Ben. It's all yeah. it's all the monk techniques. Yeah, I, I will yeah, yeah. say what I do like about this, and and it shows why it's important to have cars and not SUVs and trucks. Is whenever mm. he's getting hit, he is ending up on top of the hood and not being hit by an SUV that's as tall as him and ending up under the car. Um, right. Which is yeah. why we should have more cars and not trucks. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. I mean, yeah, the, more sports cars. I'm all for more sports cars. I I, I, I am a, a sucker for a nice Mustang. Uh, but but I think this is all this is all part of it. Right. Like like as you mentioned, then in the martial arts, being able to minimize damage, you know, the flexibility, yoga. We don't see him do a lot of this stuff, but that pliability, you know, this is why some of the athletes that are around now are into their 40s still at peak performance level you know it's about knowing how to use your body making it limber and loose knowing how to fall minimizing impact these are all very important things that martial arts does teach you uh, but also mm-hmm. efficiency of motion efficiency of energy yes you know some of the things yeah. that we see him do are grabbing someone's arm and then falling to the ground and rolling through to get them in a position where he can shoot them. You're just using gravity. He's not pulling them to the ground. Yeah. He's just holding mm-hmm. on and letting gravity do its thing. You know gravity, Denon. I mean, oh, no one yeah. knows gravity better than than you in, in, from the three of us. So this is a, a lot of this stuff, I think, over the we see him fight lots of people, but over the course of let's say forty bad guys, those little bits of efficiency do add up. I mean, Ben, you know about efficiency. You're an engineer. Mm-hmm. These are things yeah. over the long haul. These are actually really important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, his his fighting style is almost always you know conservation of energy, conservation of momentum. He's he's doing. It, it, it's sad to say he's doing the least he possibly could, but he is. He, he has to because right. there's Not a, lazy know, point. Yeah. a thousand people trying to kill him all at once. And mm. he's got to be efficient in how he counters every single one of them. Otherwise, he's going to get exhausted um, and not make it. And I do think part of this, Dan, you know, your original question of how does he survive this? Um, taking out the sniper option, you know, it is a world of rules. Right. Mm-hmm. And they do right. care about their rules and laws. And it's very clear to me that one of their rules is to absolutely minimize collateral damage of civilians. Mm-hmm. Um, they do take that very seriously. Or or I think the battle in the waterfall nightclub <laughs> would yeah, have gone right. very different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he knows who the bad guys are. And the bad yeah. guys, it's easy for them. They're just looking for one person, him. But they yeah. don't just take out everyone in the crowd to get him. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's shocking to me about this is they're in these crowds fighting and no one's screaming and running. Like, like, what is this club that people are getting gunned down and sliced open and they're just yeah. keep on dancing? Like, what are these people on? Yeah, that was actually my daughter's question, Ben. What drugs are they on that this is? But if you notice, at the very end, they finally get scared and they all run and scream out of the building. Well, but is that only because Killa dies and they're worried about safety? 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it is really weird. It's it, it, you know, kind of. It, there's a, a scene in Blade where they have a nightclub, and there's I think yeah. blood coming down. I think a lot of them are vampires. Yeah, but, but they're vampires. That's fine. Yeah, I guess it's fine. They're used to all that stuff. All right, I don't know what I'm talking about. But one thing I do know is the the key to this, like the the key to his survival, is. He has a nine millimeter, right? There's a, the analog versus modern technology is a is a big theme here, and you know some of the other characters in this in the fourth movie use swords, arrows, weapons. He always kind of relies on his nine millimeter, mm-hmm. and you know a nine millimeter is a particularly notoriously inaccurate weapon, right? Mm-hmm. So I got a couple of cool things here. And when you look at John Wick, he's kind of like a modern day gunfighter. Right. Like he's got a, you know, you could compare him to like a Doc Holliday or a wild Bill Hickok. You know, he's got this level of I don't he's not a trick shot person. And I know a lot of these are at point blank range. They're close. I I understand that. But accuracy should not be, you know, underrated here. Uh, There's there's this this guy that I stumbled across who might be the greatest shooter of all time. His name's Jerry uh, Mikulik. I'll put some some uh, some links on, on the on the webpage. He has five sanctioned world records, 15 unsanctioned, in both distance and speed with 9mm and revolvers. He can hit a balloon at 1,000 yards with a 9mm, or with a, with a revolver, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's more than three football fields. He also has speed shooting records where he is shot, he is at eight shots, four targets in 1.06 seconds. And he does this great, this great record where he has a revolver, he shoots six times, six targets, reloads, shoots six more times in 2.99 seconds. That is speed, that is accuracy. And I want to give one honorable mention to a guy named George Digweed, who is, has one of the best names in shooting, uh, but he's also <laughs> a top-level guy. But anyway, my point is, guys, accuracy with a weapon is very important here because we have to have the unfortunate reality is he's got to kill these guys uh, if he mm-hmm. wants to survive. It's kill or be killed. So it's very important, I think. Well, I like that, Dan, for two reasons. One is it does remind us, even though we make fun of the bad guys for always missing, it actually mm-hmm. is harder to hit people than we think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, he does have his bulletproof um, suit for for large sections of the shooting fights, which helps him um, mm-hmm. in, in sort of making him a smaller target, uh, or at least the parts that you can hit and hurt him. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of what he does it kill is him. At, it still hurts. Kill him. It? Yeah, right, it still yeah. hurts. You're right. <laughs> it still hurts, a, yeah. a lot of what he does, you mentioned, is super. I mean, this is why I think he's brilliant in choosing his fighting style. Whenever mm-hmm. he can, he mm-hmm. closes with you first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Disarms you or dis, you know, disables you with martial arts, and then mm-hmm. basically shoots you right. Or yeah, he yeah. gets you right as round you're coming around the corner or all of that. So I think he minimizes the number of times he needs to shoot at distance. Right. At yeah, distance, yeah. he is more accurate than everybody else, so he increases mm-hmm. his odds. Mm-hmm. Nobody mm-hmm. else closes quite the way he does. They're doing the dumb thing of relying on distance. So I, I think it works. But your point very well taken. It does put him in a league of his own for this level of shooting. Yeah. Well, and he's also very good at exploiting the proverbial chinks in the armor of his mm-hmm. opponents. You know, yeah, when, right. when he's going for those shots, there, there. It's not just that he's going good at hitting, you know, center of mass or the head. Like, you know, when he's fighting these guys with these crazy bulletproof helmets, he's, you know, he gets, you know, gets them in the neck, in the neck where there's an opening, or in the shoulder mm-hmm. where there's an opening. Right. You know, mm-hmm. he he has to really analyze his opponents and figure out how is he going to actually get a good shot on them. 
And that's all martial arts based, right? I mean, before, yeah. if you don't have armor, you're hitting pressure points because every human body has very weak points, including your mm -hmm. joints, pressure points. Then when there's armor, you know, a lot of the martial arts, especially Japanese martial arts, you this if you're using a sword or a weapon, it's to hit where there isn't armor. You know, that's mm -hmm. the it's to go yeah. to find the the spots, the soft spots in that samurai armor. So yeah. the, and so that's part. That's just the philosophy, right? Uh, but a couple of things here, just really quickly, I, I want to just put this point home: how difficult it is to hit with a nine millimeter accuracy. The nine millimeter has a short sight radius on top. It's a very short gun, and all the the mm -hmm. sh the, the shorter period of time that a bullet is traveling down there, the, the 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 less accurate it is. And any just sort of movement, left or right, up down, your shot's off target, right at, at mm -hmm. distance. Even if you're close up, and you know some guns, I didn't know this. Where the sights are lined up, sometimes you have to do it above the target, in the middle of the target, below the target. Uh, you know, it, it's it's called the sight picture. I didn't know that he's got to mm -hmm. line all this stuff up while fighting people. You know, he's mm -hmm. not, it's not a, he's not at a, a shooting range. He's getting attacked <laughs> on this side. He's getting thrown around on this side. He's flying through the air. You know, he's grabbing someone's arm and go, tumbling to the ground. You know, when I was a kid, I'm going to close with this, with this, my gun stuff, with this story. Uh, I was in eighth grade and we had a little potato gun, not like a cool potato gun that would like launch potatoes. I'm sure, I don't know if you guys ever made that. Mm -hmm. That might be some hillbilly <laughs> stuff, but I did that growing up. But a little gun, little air gun, right? Mm -hmm. And so I remember shooting, you had hitting this target, three targets got you this little ceramic dragon. So the first time I, you only got three shots. The first time I shot it, it went like way off. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I was able to, to, figure out okay if it went way off to the right i was able to adjust and i hit mm -hmm. my next three targets in a row now i'm admitting to you i shot four times i told them i only <laughs> shot three i won the dragon but you have to understand how to calibrate where you're any projectile then you're an archer right oh yeah whatever the projectile is you have to figure out everything's got to be in line because straight is straight and if it's a little off it's no longer straight Mm -hmm. Well, this is where we've talked about this before, Dan, muscle memory for mm -hmm. some of our Absolutely. like superhero stuff yeah. and episodes and people should go back and check those out. Um, but this is what I really um, appreciate from having done archery that I, I'm not nearly at the John Wick level, but there is a level of instinct shooting. <laughs> Don't be humble. Right? Don't be humble. Mm -hmm. no. <laughs> but there is a level of instinct shooting where you're not relying mm -hmm. on the sights, where if you've used the same gun enough or the same bow, you know where to put your arms, your muscles, and all of that so that the bullet will go in a particular place. And I think that is part of the level he's reached, right? Yeah. Is he just knows, because very rarely does he have the gun up where he's sighting. He's just yeah. shooting. And it Fair does enough. explain yeah. a little bit, I think, how Kane is able to shoot anything at all. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right? Because right? he yeah, just knows. Yeah, yeah. He, he can tell where you are from listening, and yeah. he knows where to put his arm to go to any given point in space. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, I think there is a level of that that's going on here that I, I wonder how real experts with guns feel about that. But I know with the bow, it's definitely a style of shooting because it's what I do. We don't have I don't have a sight yeah. and I don't worry about that. I'm just trying to train my body to right. be the same every time. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's hard to see. I, th I mean, he he d does give some indication of using sights when he's making like the 10, 20, 30 foot yeah. shots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But most other shots, you know, he doesn't you don't really need the sights if you're like a foot away from the guy. <laughs> no, it helps. It still helps. But I'll, I'll yeah. tell you, you know, the thing about muscle memory, and this is true of any athletic endeavor, you know, it is about doing it over and over and over again. You know, jump shots mm -hmm. are the same way. There's a reason why Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. It's right. muscle memory. It's knowing the distance. You know, some of the stuff you, you watch people, you know, 
sports athletes, if you're really into that, watch people do some of the craziest stuff. They're falling off balance, throwing mm-hmm. downfield, or you know, and it goes in, or it's right on target. Yeah, you know that that, that yeah. that's not an accident. No, you know, it's, it's there's not. luck involved. Let's not be crazy, uh, but it's not an accident, you know. And I think yeah. that, like you're saying, then, and it's the muscle memory, knowing your body, knowing what straight is, knowing where you want things to go, uh, is very important. And it does help John out tremendously. And as you mentioned, it helps Kane out because he's blind. He can't see <laughs> a thing. He's like daredevil in some ways. We don't see him using, you know, sounds around him to get a sense of what the world looks like. Uh, you know, but but I think he he has a way to um, use his environment, and yeah, he he has a lot of unorthodox things. He has like doorbell chimes to to know yeah, what people that, are. And that was one of my and, favorite things, Dan. It's great. Like yeah. he's able to use technology, advanced tech. That's a, that's a combination, perfect example of technology mm-hmm. of highly advanced and low grade because he's using a sword to to fight with. Yeah. Well, and he also puts out smoke to you know right further advantage him where you know. He's the one who doesn't care if there's smoke. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. That benefits everyone as far as he's concerned. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But but that that combination, you know, that that analog versus digital is um, or analog versus advanced is really cool. And we see that a lot, especially as it relates to the table, you know, this organization. Mm-hmm. And I think it speaks to, uh, you know, it being around for so long that a lot of these protocols have been in place for thousands of years, you know, in the same way that in Boston, the roads are so crazy because they were built by cows. You know, that there's a there's an element of truth to that because, you know, if you're walking your cow to and from, you know, two villages, that gets that, you know, path becomes, uh, you know, becomes a trail, which then becomes, you know, a cobblestone road, which then gets yep. turned into, you know, a highway. Uh, you know, and it's just built, you know, you when you build infrastructure on top of old infrastructure, these types of things happen. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it creates a really cool look for the movie. And, you know, uh, it, I think it's a lot of fun. No, I think it's great. And I really, really like the room where they take all the calls down. The because best. Yeah, it's the you best. see this whole you see the whole transition of technology from switchboards, mm-hmm. um, actual paper and pencil records, mm-hmm. little <laughs> yeah. stamps, stamping stamps, things. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think there's even little air tubes that they send messages yeah. through, mm-hmm. you know, all the way up to the green um, old computer screen where you, all you can type are letters and everything's in green. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that computer screen is sending messages to cell phones. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. it goes up the whole the whole gamut of technology. And I just, I love that fact. And they're also serious there. It's like, yes, it's been approved, you know, so-and-so yeah. excommunicado. It's not a joke, like, yeah. It's not a no, joke. it's not. They, they know lives are at stake by their job. Dan, as a professor, I'm I'm shocked you for, you didn't mention the most important thing, the chalkboard that they oh, used yeah, to track exactly. the bounties. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's because we've upgraded our systems to whiteboards, Ben. Ah, We're a very okay. advanced university. I'd forgotten about chalkboards. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, the chalk, that's the best part. I mean, you know, coming from, uh, you know, Chicago, Wrigley Field was using... Uh, for their uh, for their scoreboard, still you know big plaques with uh, numbers right. on them to do the scoring. Like nothing was digital, yeah. and I, I thought they'd have something like that, some kind of like you know mechanical board. But chalk, I mean, that's as analog. Yeah, as it no, gets. that that is yeah. awesome. It's only one step up from you know paint uh, cave paintings or uh, stone tablets, right? I yeah. mean, uh, but that but it is really cool, and you're right. It's it's the connection of the old and the new, because even mm-hmm. in the fourth movie. You know, there's this kind of radio broadcast that's going out as as this woman is describing how the bounty for John Wick is going up. 
and what's happening. She's kind of narrating the situation, yeah. but it's not radio. There's no, they're not broadcasting it on like AM radio. It's clearly some kind of stream. You know, they're doing some kind of live audio stream and that's, you know, it's connecting and she's using an old style microphone, right? So the, yeah. it is this really cool combination. And Ben, you're the, you know, you did brains and, 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 uh, yeah. and mechanical interfaces. So analog, digital, biological interfaces are like your specialty. Yeah. Well, I also appreciate how they're, they somehow have their setup in the top of the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, right. just, that's just fine in this world that there's an assassin office. In the, in the well, it's clear that the assassin office in Hyde Table is very connected to the legal authorities because no yes. one shows up around the Arc de Trump when they're having this major traffic congestion problem. Well, right. I mean, you see it at the beginning with the uh, the cop that comes to I was to just going to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> That's my favorite scene, Ben. <laughs> you working That's, again, John? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's great because the cop comes to the door. So, so John Wick has just shot up the house. The cop yeah. comes to the door and looks inside. And he's like, oh, hey. Uh, hey, hey. So he says, hey, Jimmy. Hey, John. Uh, oh, hey, you working again? Uh-huh. Noise complaint? Yeah, noise complaint. And it's just this <laughs> this totally, you know, cordial interaction with law enforcement. Yeah. And she's like, okay, well, have a good night. <laughs> like, yeah. You got this. I'm not getting involved. Uh, but, it's, yeah. yeah, there's some kind of – but that is that speaks to the age of it because I'm guessing the table was somehow involved in putting all of these governments in place. I mean, it's the ultimate yeah. Illuminati kind of idea, right? Well, as they say, everything's under the table, which is the greatest joke in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is that is really true. But they, ha- you know, and it's it's it really creates this super strange juxtaposition where you have you know this very official guy who's telling the continental continental they've lost you know they're they're been taken out of the system right. and he comes mm-hmm. with like an hourglass and seals the declaration with a with wax you know it's like mm-hmm. wow right. what do, what do, what do we where'd you where'd you get wax where, where do you buy like letter sealing wax anymore right you know well yeah. um, i got some for my daughter dan and did you, you? Know, letter sealing wax oh i did yeah she I got her a whole set where she could do that for renaissance fair stuff right and but you know what Look, you can get stuff all over the place. Like uh-huh. you can get F triple GPT mugs. That's pretty so analog. If you can get those, <laughs> and that and that's the awesome analog technology about being a physics phenom. Uh, you know, who knows? Someday you might be able to get F triple G wax seals. Right? That's yeah. not a bad. That's not actually. That's not a bad idea. I wonder if I could. I might see. I might need to put that into place then. And I love that idea. Yeah. Well. And, and if we know anything, John Wick knows the importance of staying hydrated. Oh, and yeah, so I'm sure he would carry a stainless steel water bottle while he is doing his fighting or when he's going through the desert to find <laughs> the, the top guy. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you need some water and ideally one that isn't uh, backwash from uh, Halle Berry. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, you definitely don't want that. Uh, but if I was going to take backwash, I would take it from if, if, if from anyone. I, I'll take her backwash. But uh, you know, the other thing you're going to want is a shirt. Now, ftriplegbt.com backslash merch has plenty of stuff. Now, none of this is Kevlar. It is not bulletproof. I repeat, this is this is not bulletproof merch. Uh, but it is, it is, you know, uh, it's pretty cool. Stylish. It's very stylish. Yeah. yeah. It's bulletproof. Uh, you know, it's insult proof, let's just say, but not bulletproof. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but it is analog. There's no digital component to these shirts at all. And, and you know, we see, uh, you know, in this movie, you know, we see one other thing I want to mention here, uh, because it is the ultimate analog timepiece and that's an hourglass. 
You know, uh, I haven't seen that since. Is it The Young and the Restless? Is that has the Days of Sands? Oh, no, Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives. Thank you for that, Dennis. As sand through the hourglass, so are Days of Our Lives. I know that, Dan, because my mom started watching that when I was born. Is that right? Yeah, like, which was maybe even the first season, and watched it like the entire time raising us. So um, it's a very personal show to me, Dan. (laughs) Well, yeah, and so we see that, you know, it reminded me very much of the hourglass we see in the wizard of oz that the wicked mm-hmm. witch brings in to uh count yes. down dorothy's you know time in the castle or whatever uh but it's it's great i mean and as soon as it's out of sand the continental blows up that is the i mean how did they put the charges with the charges built in in the infrastructure how is it so quick and you know how inaccurate is an hourglass i mean i would love to time it i mean are these things pretty accurate I mean, they're accurate to a grain of sand, Dan. No. (laughs) Fair enough. You know, it's a very interesting question you bring up because there is a fundamental physics potential problem with hourglasses if you don't design it well. Mm -hmm. Um, As anyone who follows me and is a foam expert knows, the the biggest problem with complex fluids like sand is when they jam. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is something we don't fully understand, which is why I have a job studying foams. Um, and if you're not careful with that hourglass design, mm-hmm. it is ideal for the sand to jam and ruin your accuracy. Um, mm-hmm. And they could have gotten lucky, right? If in that neck you had just the right sort of spatial distribution of the sand mm-hmm. and it jammed, the sand would never flow out. I mean, mm-hmm. is that like the universe saying you get a break and now your hotel doesn't blow up? Like, That's interesting. Or is there a separate timer in the hotel and they just look really dumb, <laughs> right? Like the hotel blows up anyway, but this hourglass has stuck. So the hourglass yeah. is just a, a performative. It's just a, yeah. a protocol. Well, well, there's two things I wonder, because there's a second hourglass in the hotel at the same time. I, I do wonder if they were actually in sync. Like, did when yeah. the agent like flips it? Did was there like a signal going back to the office to flip it at the same time? Uh, yeah. So they are actually in sync. But I think the other thing is, you know, I, you know, there's there's the possibility that this hourglass is perfectly timed and the hotel blows up as soon as the you know the sand, uh, you know, expires, or you know they cheated. Uh, you know, they they do use cell phones and things in this world. You know, maybe they just. Sent, you know, they just had some guy off screen, you know, <laughs> sending the trigger signal as soon as the hourglass ran out. There is a lot of theater in this, right? Like that's yeah. part yeah. of the the analog stuff. All it's all theater, you know. Even when he's yeah. sitting down for the duel and they're picking the place and the weapons with with, I want to say cards, but they're not even cards. They're like pieces. They're of metal glass. cards. Are they? Okay. Yeah. Are they? Okay. Yeah. Or uh, me, you know, I felt they were metal. They, they were metal. Like, yeah. Were they? Okay. Um, but but yeah, I mean, like, I, how analog is that? You know, I mean, yep. you pick where it is. You, know, you could just say it. But the other thing that is really <laughs> old school is there's a moment where you know, not to not to confuse people, but you know, there, it, he's got he has to get uh, the mark of one of these families, and so he ends up getting mm-hmm. it. But it's just a brand. I mean, they just mm-hmm. go in and heat up a piece of metal and burn your the the symbol into your arm i mean it's what mm-hmm. you did to cattle what some fraternities do you know mm-hmm. i'm sure that that goes you know way back uh into marking people for various religious and ceremonial reasons so yeah. this you know this is you know, putting symbols on your body is as old as body and ink i think yeah. Well, or you know, fire. Dan, it may fire. be really <laughs> yeah, fire Oldest, and metal, yeah, but yeah, thank you. <laughs> but it made me really think about their security measures in an yeah. interesting way, right? Right. So if I call in 
as one of these people to say somebody's excommunicado, mm-hmm. um, or I think it was in, is it the second one where the woman's calling in to say what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, they ask for your security clearance, and it's just a number, right? Mm-hmm. There's no dual authentication. There's mm-hmm. no signal to your cell phone, right? Like, this is the easiest system to break. I just need to know your number, right. and I can put a bounty on anyone, right? Yes. Um, However, on the other side, right, to prove that he has the crest of the family, I mean, I guess you could fake one of those tattoos, but there is a huge cost to it. Mm -hmm. And at some level, getting the exact design, having the materials, doing all of that, um, being willing to put it on your body, it's an old school security measure that's pretty impressive and probably harder to forge than some others. So I I, I like these extremes of security measures and their different levels of sort of expected success. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, they could have called up the family and said, did you really do this? (laughs) But that that system's weak. They don't have dual authentication in that system, Ben. Who knows who they're they're talking to? The the table's making the call to the the Russians (laughs) to see if they really did it. Uh, but, But I also like, yeah, they don't have like dual authentication but you know they could do voice authentication. You would think that the the agent or oh god adjudicator mm-hmm, uh, who's right. like putting out these deconsecrations and things and whatnot. I would think they have you know a voice uh, a voice uh, fingerprint on her. And <laughs> while the technology looks very analog uh, in display, they could certainly have some behind the scenes fingerprint verification in the, along those lines. Yeah, but I mean, when you, you know, I like the security system. I didn't think about this because what you have is there is one brand. There's one stamp, basically. Mm-hmm. And getting it and getting access to it, it's. I would imagine that would be extraordinarily difficult to, to forge, no pun intended. Uh, I wonder sure. if that's where forgery <laughs> comes from, is like being able to create a new brand in a different forge. I don't know. Hmm, I don't know. I just thought of that right now. That's analytical math. You should research that, Dan, and put it on the website. I think I think I will. That's that's yeah, that's yeah. real that's real masterful analysis. But I think that if you only have one, that I mean what great security is that? If you have that symbol on your arm and it's been burned in, mm-hmm. you it you only got it in one place, right? Yeah. No, I well, like that. Uh, unless you like killed some guy with it and then copied it from their arm. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. That's a yeah, lot of work. It's still, still hard it's to do. It's a lot of work, for sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it is. But it's an interesting security. I mean, in place, it's a very interesting analog security system that is difficult to crack, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. And the challenge came along with the letter with the wax seal and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. You know, there was corroborating yeah. evidence that this was a legitimate <laughs> yeah. challenge. Yeah, yeah, right. But, it, but it's just, I love all of these little things that they do. Uh, that really give it this this old school flair, but actually has it's rooted in things that kind of make sense. You know, they are mm-hmm. yeah. it's an old style way of doing it, but it still kind of works. And in an ext- as we've talked about before, in an extraordinarily high tech world, a lot of times the analog stuff that's really the the unhackable solution to these things. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I, I'm guessing. You know that you guys may have other solutions. So this is our errors, additions, and omissions section. Things we wanted mm-hmm. to talk about, but we didn't quite get to. Then anything about John Wick one, two, three, four? Any of them that you wanted to discuss? Okay, one a technical and one a philosophical. Quick technical. We talked about aim. I love how many times when he's out of bullets, he throws his gun at somebody's face <laughs> and it works. <laughs> right, like that. But 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 yeah. again, if you think about it, it's his strategic in fighting. Right, simple. Mm-hmm. 
direct, and he doesn't hesitate. That's what I love. He never hesitates. He's moving the Mm -hmm. whole time. He's doing what he needs to do. The other one, I think there's a very, very subtle philosophy message. I I know you'll say this at the end and remind our viewers, we always talk about using the powers for good and not evil. Mm -hmm. And what I love about John Wick 4, at the end, John Wick lives because he chooses to shoot the guy who's going to shoot a dog. So the one assassin who could kill him protects him because the dog whines and saves his life, right? Mm-hmm. So one act of good can mm-hmm. save your life. The mm-hmm. Marquis dies because he's obsessed with thinking that power and killing things is the way you win. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is one shot and you've lost. And that's mm-hmm. what John proves to him. So arrogance and evil will eventually kill itself after a lot of destruction. Goodness will win in the end, particularly if it's d- directed at dogs. So that's my philosophical message for the audience, Dan. I thought that message in the movie just summed up life in a very nice way. I wish you would have gone last. That's a great way to end it. Unfortunately, we got to go through me and Ben now. But that was that was that was great. That was perfectly, yeah, perfectly said. Uh, what about you, Ben? Anything you want to follow that? Anything else you want to say? Well, okay. oh yeah, one, don't hurt dogs, and you'll be fine. But I, I also liked uh, Dr. Jen's point about how, him throwing the guns, which also implies he's constantly switching guns. Which, you know, just further goes to goes to show skill that he can be this accurate with any gun. But I do have to question his constant reliance on uh, pistols that clearly have body armor issues when, you know, why isn't he ever, why don't they ever steal these like armor piercing rifles? And use those. <laughs> like, he knows how to shoot a nine millimeter. That's his weapon of choice. He knows how to shoot a rifle too. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. That's a good question. It's not as exciting. You know? it, it isn't as exciting, but it, it would seem to be better for uh, for taking down the these uh, advanced uh, table guards uh, quickly. <laughs> I will say that a rifle is a lot more clunky in close quarters hand-to-hand combat. It's Fair a little enough. big. A little big, um, but it's an interesting <laughs> point. You know, you guys, you know, you guys stole all my stuff about the dogs. I mean, of course. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's my favorite moment where he saves that guy's dog. And then later on, that karma comes back. And, you know, that guy, the other, you know, the bad guy gets shot because he hurt his dog. He says, hey, you you hit my puppy. And he shoots mm-hmm. him. And the crowd goes yeah. nuts, you know. Not yeah. that I was in a crowd, but I know it was going nuts if there was one. Uh, one of the things that I thought was really cool that we didn't mention from an analog standpoint, just really quickly, is the, uh, the their currency system. You know, the, mm-hmm. you kind of oh, yeah. just get a coin. You know, we see lots of places where people have stacks of them. Uh, they seem to be for different, um, you know, he, uh, John Wick offers to give a coin to someone else at one point for doing, helping him with a, a very difficult job. So it's almost like one kill, one coin, one job, one coin. Mm-hmm. You go into the Continental, one night, one coin. You know, it's just a yeah. very simple, there's no change. There's no, you know, bag of <laughs> coins. You know, it's just a very simple transactional kind of world uh that mm-hmm. i really like it's simple it's easy yeah. you know we don't have there's no one has to have a cash register so it's pretty cool i like that uh but if there's anything that we missed of course you know tell us about it well, you know we like to hear there's nothing i like more than being corrected you guys know this uh but you can do that easily you can find this show on social media we're on Twitter at FGGGBTPod, Facebook at FGGGBT. You can find the show on the on the web, FGGGBT.com. Hope I said that correctly. I said it very quickly. And if you want to send us a question, you can use email, questions at FGGGBT.com. But you can get in touch with us individually. Denon, where can people find you? 
Well, you can find me on social media. You just flip my name. It's at Den and Michael. Unless you're looking at Facebook, then you got to stick in a prof. It's at Prof Den and Michael. You can also check out my website, which is denandmichael.com. There's a theme there about my name being flipped and find out about a whole bunch of other stuff I do. <laughs> ben, where can people find you? You can find me on all the major social media networks at B Seepser. How do you spell that? Spell that B-S-I-E-P-S-E-R. And I can be found on Twitter at Daniel J. Glenn, on Instagram at the Daniel J. Glenn, on Facebook at Analytical Mastermind. And I have a website as well, DanielJGlenn.com, to find out all the kind of weird stuff that I'm up to. That's the place to find me. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe, and ring that bell so you never miss an episode. And of course, we've given you lots of information that could be misused by those hell-bent on world domination. But you want to take this information and do good with it. Remember, you want to be a superhero, not a supervillain. So until next time, thank you for listening. Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies is a Glencoe production and is produced by me, Daniel J. Glenn. The Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies introduction was produced by Daniel J. Glenn and Paul Springers with music and sound design written and performed by Paul Springers. Now, of course, if you're listening to this episode and you've gotten this far, you're going to want to subscribe. Well, how do you do that? We're on all the major podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. But if you're not already subscribed to those platforms, I made it easy for you. Go to our website, ftriplegbt.com. You'll find links to those subscribe buttons and also links to our social media, both for the show and for our individual experts, the members of the Brain Trust. That's all right there ftriplegbt.com. And before you leave, don't forget to check out our other episodes. You can find the link at the top of the page for everything we've got, and you'll notice that we've got both a YouTube version and an audio-only version, depending on what you like. We got it for you, and if you do like those videos, you can go ahead and subscribe to those as well. We're on youtube.com backslash Daniel J. Glenn. And once again, if you like this show, you're going to like everything that I do. Go to danieljglenn.com to find out more. Thank you for listening.